Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This is Arzo with Sexy Boss Babe for podcast number 11. Today, I have a great female business owner that is joining us um, to be interviewed. Her name is Rachel Koger Yakely, and she hosts a page on Facebook called Building a Sustainable Business Lifestyle. Uh, So welcome, Rachel. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being on the show as a guest. It's absolutely my pleasure, and it's been great chatting with you and getting to know you. And I just want to share with the listeners, um, I reached out to Rachel because I really liked her page, and she has put a lot of effort into bringing women business owners together. And we're kind of in that space right now where we really need a lot of support from from other female business owners and um, just women in general. And she's one of the good ones. Um, that's very supportive, which I absolutely love. And we got to talking. Um, I invited her on the show. And then we talked a little bit about her business background and her success. And she is somebody that has had uh, a, just a, a lifelong track record of business success. And it's really great to hear um, you know, a, a, a fellow female business owner that has had multiple businesses that have been successful. And she's also experienced some of those ups and downs that I'd like her to talk about Um, But we kind of talked about where it all started and how did she get to where she is. And one of the things that she brought up was that she had an abusive childhood that was um, traumatic to experience and led her to being very achievement oriented. And I think some of us can relate in different ways. And so I thought that'd be a great place to just kind of start. So um so share with the, the listeners, please, um, just some of the things that we talked about about your childhood, Rachel. Yeah, sure. And thank you for that introduction. Um, looking back at all of the events in my life that have shaped who I am today, it's hard to, um, it's hard to hold on to, to bitterness, right, and, and anger because I see how it has shaped me today and how it's influenced my life and shaped my path. And, and so for that, I'm really grateful. Um, but I, I was born, um, right after my dad died, he died on the on a workplace accident. Um, OSHA wrote the company up for seven major safety violations within minutes of the accident. It was very traumatic. And um, I was actually, I'm sorry. No, I just think that's, that's horrible. I know you told me that your father wasn't in your life, but I didn't realize that he had, um, that he had passed away in, in such a tragic way. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Yes, yes. And it was in a very small town in West Virginia, coal mine country. And, um, and when he passed, I was actually born two months and one day later. Wow. And so I think that kind of kicked off the, um, the, the trajectory of my not so happy life in West Virginia because um, my mom was young. She was a widow. She was a new mom. She was alone. She was on her own, um, you know, and she didn't know um, how to handle life after that. I think she was in shock for a long time and stuck in, in trauma um, personally. And I just, I, my mom remarried a couple of times and we had six siblings from three different dads uh, growing up in, in West Virginia. And, um, one of those stepdads was abusive. Um, he was an alcoholic and he would come home and just, you know, beat the hell out of my mom. I remember watching, um, until I was five or six and, and there were a couple of incidences that are pretty vivid in my memory, but, 
when I started school, when I was in kindergarten, I remember moving. Uh, we were we lived in Webster County, and I started kindergarten. And then in February of that year, we moved to Braxton County. And I remember the school telling my mom, "You can enroll her, but we're going to have to hold her back because." Um, you have to you have to know how to read at a certain level here in kindergarten in Braxton County, whereas in Webster County, you didn't read till first grade. And I remember that year from starting to learn to read and getting really excited about school and getting excited about learning. And I remember by June of that kindergarten year, I was um, the, the number one in my class, in my kindergarten class. Well, look and at then, you, achievement oriented from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it hooked me. It was like just, it was from day one. It, I was so attracted to that learning. And um, in first grade, I won the writing contest for our entire elementary school in the in the district um, competition. And then second grade, they wanted to skip me over second grade and um, move me on to third. And I just remember that that really launched my... Um, my success uh, in, as a person, as a human being, I, I had something I felt good about. I, I had a reason to love myself. I was worth something, right? Because I achieved in school. I could go to school and get straight A's and get praise and get recognition and get appreciation. And, and I was addicted to that learning. And I think because um, I got the recognition, I wanted to just keep doing it. And, you know, so I think oh, that really that early start is as difficult as it was and as dark as it was for some time. I feel like it set me up for the success that I've had as an adult in my multiple businesses. That's so interesting. Um, so, so just kind of going through those, you know, various troubles and, and difficult times. And like you said, you kind of became addicted to the success and that's where you found your sense of self-worth was, Hey, if I do really good, I like it and I do good. This is what I get in return is I get these, you know, positive affirmations and this positive feedback. Um, So interesting. And so that kind of lasted throughout your childhood and obviously into um, elementary school, middle school, high school and, and thereafter. And um, Mm -hmm. so what was your first business and, and, and what's your first business success story? Yeah. So um, I actually, in West Virginia, I, um, graduated high school a year early and went to college early. And I went to school to be an English teacher. And so I taught sixth grade English for a couple of years here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I realized um, really quickly um, that wasn't my thing, but I didn't know what was. So I went to work for a copywriter. I mean, I went to work for an ad agency as a copywriter for four months after teaching English and um, realized, oh my gosh, I can do this for myself. I can build my own business just observing what was going on there. During that four months, um, we had a client that was putting on a big gala um, benefiting the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I ghost wrote an article for them to, that was going to be published in a local magazine. And um, they gave me a byline on the article um, in, this, in this publication. And I was so excited. So I just, I had some successes there, some small, small wins enough to give me that courage and so in 2004, I started my first ad agency. It was a full ad agency. Um, and a lot of my clients were real estate developers and builders, um, real estate vendors. And um, quickly, I mean, it was probably within, within the first six months, I had 14 clients on retainer and had to start hiring and growing the team. And it was, I was 
young. I mean, I was how very exciting! Young. How exciting! It, so, how about how old were you at that time? Oh gosh, I'm trying to think. I think I was probably 24, 25. Okay, right, right. How yeah. exciting! Yes, um, it it was, and I and I did a lot of things right, and I did some things wrong too. Right, I, I that was my learning curve. Business. Definitely. Of course. Um, that's interesting. So you said a couple interesting things that I just kind of want to touch on. So one of the things that you said that you were doing, you were working for somebody else and, you know, obviously you're smart, you're hardworking and you learned how to do everything and you thought, oh my gosh, I could do this for myself. Yes. And um, I think that that's an important thing um, for, you know, just business owners in general, whether, you know, women or, or you know, men. Um, but getting to that point where you kind of realize that, wait a minute, I can do this for myself. And I've come mm-hmm. to that realization too, a couple of times in my life. Um, I, I try to start my first business around the same time uh, about, I was about 25, 26. And I yes. worked in this, um, like real estate mortgage escrow company. And I was the right hand to a CEO and I really helped him business build his business, um, yes. you know, from just one office to multiple offices and multiple different business units. Um, mm-hmm. And I realized, oh my gosh, I could do this. And so I went off to start my own. Mine ended up not working out, unfortunately. Um, but I got to that point where, you know, putting a team together, um, I had worked with all these big lenders that I had relationships with and they were all going to be my yes. clients. Yes. And unfortunately, what happened with us is it was around that kind of 2007 time period where <laughs> the mortgage um, industry collapsed. Yes. And it was literally like overnight, the whole thing collapsed. But, um, but so yes. that's, that's kind of similar. So um, you were in a better, uh, in a better industry. <laughs> um, and then- well, in 2004 and 2000, 2004, five and six, and really 2007, those first, yeah. those four years were really, really good because my clients were all real estate developers and, right. and builders and, and times were really, really good, yes. you know, in those four years. But then 2007, eight, nine happened. Oh, and it just destroyed everybody. It destroyed everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is 2018, almost 19, and we're still, you know, d- digging out of that. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so that that was, I, I feel like I started in 2004 in a really good time where the mm-hmm. home building industry was soaring. Mm-hmm. And that helped me tremendously, the timing of that. But like you said, 2007 happened. It was a disaster <laughs> for everybody. And we had to pivot. Exactly. Right. Um, well, what's interesting is when you shared your story with me initially, you were able to pivot. I was not able to pivot. Um, I, you know, I didn't have a a plan B or, you know, what was going to happen next. And it just, it was just a complete shock and I had to completely stop and I didn't start my next business until much, much, much later. Um, but so you were able to pivot. And then another thing that you said, you said that there were a couple little successes that you had, um, that gave you the courage to take that step and start your business. And I think that's really important too, Mm -hmm. um, because that courage piece is what, you know, starting your own business, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's a, it's a leap of faith. You know, you plan as much as you can, you know, you save money or you get investors, whatever it is. And then the next part of it is you don't know what's going to happen. You have an idea, which an idea is literally, it's your imagination. (laughs) That's (laughs) you're banking on your imagination (laughs) to make this happen. So, um, so you went forward and, um, so, so yeah, so go ahead and continue from, from, from that point. Well, I remember at that point I, I had gone to college. I had put myself through school working full time, you know, left West Virginia, um, came to Charlotte to put myself through school. And I did that full time, got my degree. And then after teaching a couple of years, when I decided that wasn't for me, it was really a, 
um, a soul searching moment because I just invested money and hard work in degree. Right. right. And so um, remember some friends saying to me business in 2004, my ad agent, you're so brave. You know, what if you fail? What if, you know, what if this doesn't work out for those comments? And I remember brave, like this is, this is, Step or, you know, if this doesn't work out, I can go back to teaching tomorrow. Or, you know, I just remember thinking, this is, the, this is what I have to do. This is where my heart's leading me. And this is what I feel like is the next thing for me. And trusting myself to do that, I think, was a, a big part of it. Um, but also, like you said, I didn't know what I didn't know about what I was going to go through. There you are. Okay, sorry about that, everyone. We've got Rachel back here. Uh, you there, Rachel? Okay, good. So um, anyways, let's just pick up where we were. Um, you were talking about just uh, that, that era of, of time and where your business was at. Yeah, and just, you know, taking that leap from being a teacher, being a copywriter at someone else's ad agency to starting my own agency and how I just remember people saying that's so brave. And I remember thinking, you know, I, I have to try this. And if, if this isn't, um, if it doesn't work out, you know, I can find out what's next. I can try something else. I can go back to being a teacher. I just remember needing to follow my heart in that situation. Right. So, so what happened next? So I, I started that business, um, 2007 and eight rolled around um, 2008, uh, 2000, at the end of 2007, I, um, had my first baby and then 13 months later, I had a second baby in January, 2009. So in between there, um, our developer clients and real estate builders and, um, investors and vendors, they were all disappearing and canceling contracts right. overnight and filing bankruptcy yep. and, and cancel, you know, canceling my contracts canceled from my business each morning as I was right in the middle of having these babies. And, um, I think at the time we had around 20 employees, okay. um, in the business. And so a lot of other people's livelihoods on, on my shoulders, you know, and, and I take that seriously. Absolutely. And so what we did is we had, um, a team that was very, uh, motivated. And so we used our time to, um, develop a, a software app for, uh, hospitals and doctors. And so I personally got out and went to, you know, into doctor's offices to try to sell this thing to keep our business afloat. And uh, they would say to me, oh, this looks good. But, you know, before we do anything like this, we really need a new logo or a new website or a new brand or help or some marketing and branding. And so we ended up diversifying into healthcare in 2008, 9 and 10. Um, because we have, we had built this platform. Now the other platform we built, it didn't, it didn't take off. It didn't go anywhere. We ended up closing it down, but it really saved the ad agency at that point. It helped us make that pivot from real estate to healthcare. I think, um, I think that's great. And I just want to pause you for a second um, and, and just point that out. And I think that's a really great, great part because, you know, we talk about taking the courage and taking that step and that leap of faith of starting the business. And then there's the whole other part of running it which you guys did a great job at doing, but then all of a sudden things happen that are out of your control. Like what happens to the economy and what happens with other businesses and that's what happened. And so then what happens as a business owner and what you guys did is you pivoted 
and you looked for what are other avenues and other opportunities and that's That's the direction you went. And I think that's really important for people to kind of remember for business owners that are starting out that you are going to face roadblocks and there are going to be things that are out of your control. What are you going to do? Are you going to give up? Because it's easy to give up because it's very stressful. And I, from the, the, the personal conversation you and I had, it was a stressful time, right? <laughs> right. Yes. It very was. stressful. <laughs> so, and, and you can't blame somebody for giving up at that point. You know, it's not, you know, you're not bad for giving up because it's very stressful and it's very challenging. Exactly. And it's hard to see, is there light at the end of the tunnel? But what's yes. important is to hear these parts of the stories where it's like, don't give up, just hang on turn and and put your direction into something else and and find a way and that's what it is it comes down to finding a way right yeah absolutely it was it was thinking on our feet um and it was it was tapping into the power of the team as well because Mm -hmm. I couldn't have done that without the team that I had Mm -hmm. at the time and I remember just how motivated they all were to do whatever it took to to help out Mm -hmm. um and to save the agency and to um, find a way to, you know, make it rise for all of us. Um, you, the team really came together at the point, at that point to make it happen. That's really great. Um, yeah. So, so in 2010, I was, I was hired to, we were hired to do the branding for, uh, a, a medical group that was merging, um, to form the seventh largest in their discipline in the, in the country. And I think it was 17 practices coming together as one. And, um, and so we were doing their branding work and they asked me to come on board as their CMO. And at that point, I'll be honest with you, Arzo, I was feeling by 2010, I was feeling some burnout. (laughs) Right. I I was feeling the stress Mm -hmm. of all of the years of struggle through Mm -hmm. from 2007 to 2010 and having new babies and Mm -hmm. uh, 13 months apart and employees and um, digging ourselves out Mm -hmm. and, you know, all of that. And so at that point I sold my, my, um, client base and I went to work for this, um, healthcare group for about a year, um, to help them get branded. Mm -hmm. And, um, at the end of the year, they, they ended up letting people go. Um, they were pretty aggressive in building their team, assertive in building their team initially and, and maybe overpaid us a little bit uh, Mm -hmm. to get it started. And so, and so when that year ended, I took a little bit of time off and um, realized, you know what, I'm really, really good at um, consulting people with business strategy and, and helping grow businesses. I wanted to get back to that. But what I didn't want, there were parts of it I didn't want to get back to. And that was the whole for full service. We were full service ad agency in my right. first business. Okay. So, so I started in 2012, I started uh, Puma Creative, which was um, a digital marketing consultancy. And um, we consulted businesses around um, HubSpot, which is a, a marketing automation platform out of Boston. They went public a couple of years ago. and We've been their partner forever. Um, and we grew the company. And I recently in February merged that agency um, with another agency over in Wilmington. And um, I'm now in a sales role and, and a consulting role, but very limited. And so mm-hmm. this agency I merged with, they took on all of my clients and all of my employees and, um, made it seamless, you know, for, for Puma creative. And so I've, that's freed up about 90% of my time now. Um, and so I see that as a success too, because that business was, um, built on referrals. You know, there was, it was in demand. It was built on mm-hmm. referrals. It helped mm-hmm. companies grow. 
um, double, you know, from a $50 million company to a $100 million company. We helped, um, we helped a company out of Nashville. Um, they were about a $25 million company. They got acquired mm-hmm. by a private equity group. Um, we helped another company. Um, they were maybe 35 million. We helped uh-huh. them in size in about one year and then they actually got acquired by a large national group for half a billion dollars um so that's incredible rewarding yes (laughs) that's really incredible very phenomenal yes and it was so rewarding to be part of other people's success like that too Mm -hmm. and you know that going back to to elementary school you know that that praise and that um, the reward of, of succeeding, you know, mm-hmm. was something that appeals to me. It's something that motivates me and keeps me right. going. So, you know, I, when I had the opportunity this year to merge in February with another mm-hmm. agency, mm-hmm. they were, they, they were an agency that, that had some of the same successes that I've mm-hmm. had and um, have the same um, ability to go in and make people successful. So I, it was a natural, easy transition um, for me to merge with that firm. That's amazing. So, I mean, from building a business to dealing with um, uh, economic downturn and continuing yeah. the success and then falling into this role and um, just being part of just one success after another, um, you said that you kind of ended up taking a little bit of a break because it started to, the stress started to take a toll on you. All of the, yeah. the kind of powerful go, go, go. Um and I'd like for you to kind of share about that a little bit. What ended up happening? And um, I know you mentioned there were some issues with your adrenals because of the stress. So mm-hmm. um, I'd love for the listeners to to hear what happened there. Yeah, definitely. So, so anytime that I've been involved in a corporate setting, um, especially high performing or high achieving um, companies with big goals, you know, to double revenue or, you know, or, or get acquired or whatever. Um, I feel like those businesses most of the time are built. Um, they lead with very masculine energy, right. you know, um, the, the, fe- the masculine energy is it's about doing and go getting and goal seeking, right. It's the right. hustle and the grind and the work like, like Mark Cuban says work, like someone else is working 24 hours a day to take it away from you. Right. Right. I think in that environment, everything was on fire all the time, especially for sales and marketing. You know, yep. they're the ones that are on the front lines of this revenue growth and, and everything was on fire all the time. And, you know, I was working those, those 18 hour days, seven days a week. I gave birth to my babies and, you know, handed them like on a Thursday and handed them to the nanny and went back to work on Monday morning. You know, I didn't That's get crazy. a maternity leave it, and I did it multiple times. Isn't that crazy? That's Looking crazy. back, it's, it's insane. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's the world that I lived in and I, and I thrived in it for a while, for a while is the key word because, you know, because it's not the natural state of being a woman, right? Well, exactly. Exactly. I mean, the feminine, the doing, the getting and all that, the the opposite of that is the feminine energy, you know, acceptance and receiving and compassionate communication and Mm -hmm. nurturing and taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was completely missing. And I understand that everybody in every business culture has um, both masculine and feminine energy, but I think it's more so the energy that the, that the corporate world leads with historically has been 
you know, that masculine energy and the, the idea of giving birth and taking time with my family to take care of myself and my kids, that didn't occur to me at the time. Right. You know, and I just, I I was thriving in this, in this masculine, toxic um, corporate world. And there, I, I saw Sinek talk in Boston, um, his book, Start With Why. And you um, mean our crush? Yes. <laughs> I, had to, I just had to say that. I wondered if you were going to call me out on that. That's so cool. Yes. It's, it's, he's both of our crushes. He's, we'll share him. He's, he's a hottie. But <laughs> yeah, I saw him talk in Boston and I it occurred to me that I was trying to get up every day and get excited about other people's why because I had these clients that had their goals and I was just basically helping them achieve. And I didn't have a why. I didn't know what my why was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was passionate about. And, you know, I was trying to get excited about voiceover IP in the San Francisco Bay Area. (laughs) How can can you not be excited about voiceover IP? It wasn't wasn't working for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it just, it slowly, it occurred to me that something needs to change here. And I, I didn't even know how to put it into words like I can now. I just mm-hmm. felt in my gut that there was something not not right. There was something I was missing or there mm-hmm. there was a part of me that there 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 needed to be more. And I I think this is a huge message for women entrepreneurs because I was successful from a financial perspective. I was successful from an achievement perspective. I was successful with referrals and with, you know, people um giving me testimonials and and wanting me to come work for them. I was successful in that regard, but it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. It didn't, it wasn't fulfilling. It, it didn't right. it left me still wanting more. There was still something missing there. That's um, I like that you brought that up. And a lot of these women events that I go to and seminars and things like that, or networking events, that is what I'm hearing. And, and seeing a lot is that a lot of women feel the way that you felt at that moment yes. is that they achieved all those things that they set out to. They got those degrees and the, and the, um, you know, masters yes. and the PhDs and the, and the career that they wanted and they got all of it, but at the end of it, they're still left unfulfilled and they're looking for something to uh, find purpose in, find worthwhile. Yes. Purpose in. Mm-hmm. yes. And part of the tragedy of it for me was I felt like I had missed out on my kids um, early childhood, right? I had neglected time with my family. Mm-hmm. I had neglected taking care of myself. I had neglected my friends, you know, because mm-hmm. I was working double time to make this business happen and mm-hmm. I did it. But what did I give up? At what expense did I make that happen? Right. And you mentioned my adrenals and um, recent, well, for probably the last five or six years, I've been struggling with um, some autoimmune issues and um, some chronic, chronic fatigue, um, celiac disease, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and some things that really have kind of stopped me in my tracks lately. Uh And, um, and I went in May this past year, just five months ago, um, I had my adrenals tested and I was on borderline adrenal failure. And, um, Actually, the summer went into an adrenal fa- full on of adrenal failure, and at that point, you know, looking back at at what expense at the expense of my health, it was almost mm-hmm. like now I'm looking back saying I traded 
um, health and wellness for financial gain, my health and well-being for financial gain. And it was, it's, it's good. I don't regret any of it, but if I could do it differently, I feel like I would have embraced that, that feminine energy a little bit sooner in the process. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've had to do this year and the divine timing, the divine choreography of how, um, in February, I merged my agency with another firm and freed up 90% of my time. And then in May this year, got sick and went into adrenal failure. And I spent the killing myself and trying mm-hmm. to take care of myself. And, you know, as I was chopping veggies and making these salads and making big uh, pots of, of soup with bone broth and garlic and onion and things like that, it was it was like I was the universe stopped me in my tracks to Mm -hmm. say, Rachel, you have to love yourself first. Mm -hmm. You have to take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. Every time I was chopping up those veggies or making the pot of stew, it was just like, this is such an act of love Mm -hmm. for my body. Mm -hmm. And that's what I needed to focus on. And that's what I needed to do. And, and growing a business, um, growing a business that is designed with, the nurturing built into it with the compassion and care built into it. Right. You know, the, no, I'm not going to work like someone's working 24 hours a day to take it away from me. No, Mm -hmm. because you know, it's a lie to say, if you're, if you're not, if you don't innovate, your business is going to die or you're going to be irrelevant. No, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Right. I have something to offer the world. And in my Facebook group right now, um, designing, um, building a sustainable business and lifestyle we're working through how do you build a business that, that there's no such thing as work, work life balance. I mean, it's never going to balance. Right. Right. But you can integrate the two and you can build your business so that it doesn't overtake your lifestyle so that it doesn't steal your lifestyle so that it doesn't, um, you know, just wear you out and burn out your adrenals. And right. so building that business with boundaries and building it with self-care built in mm-hmm. and, you know, what's really interesting is, I mean, I, I know this all sounds kind of warm and, and fuzzy, but at the end of the day, the brain research shows us that that's the better way to build a business, to be mm-hmm. more successful financially. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so interesting to me is, yes, it's going to feel better to run a business built on feminine energy and mm-hmm. nurture and compassion. But at the end of the day, um, Ariana Huffington on her Thrive um, venture talks about you know, taking a nap and slowing down and getting calm and calming your nervous system and, you know, stretching at least one minute of every hour, every, every hour on the hours, take Mm -hmm. a minute and stretch your body. And what that does to the chemicals in your brain and your ability to get creative and come up with better solutions to improve your business and run it more efficiently and more productively and uh, connect with people in a way that you can your sales. That's amazing to me. I think that's a, um, that's a great way that you put it. It's just everything that you just said. Um, it, it was just so beautifully, um, articulated and the going back to the masculine energy part, um, it's a power punch and it works, um, yes. but it's not sustainable long-term. And yes, exactly. And that's what you're you know starting to realize. And, and I love that you are talking about the feminine energy because, and, and we talked about this on the phone, you know, before, but how, um, I found most of my success, my successful times in my life was when I tapped into the masculine energy and it's that same thing. It's that, it's that go, go, go. It's that, you know, make the sale and, and, you know, um, go to the next one. And, and it, it, 
it can be successful, but again, it's not the long-term sustainability. And, and I think not for, um, not for women because we are just built differently and we are not to say that we can't do, you know, we can't find success, you know, you're proof that you can, I think many women are proof that that success can be found, but we're very special and we need to recognize, and I think we forget that sometimes we need to, mm. you know, recognize that, that kind of that, that divineness that we have. Well, it's like our, it's like our, um, superpower. Yes, it is a superpower. <laughs> and that's what I think we also forget. It's that it's, it's yes. more powerful. It's more it powerful. More than powerful. Masculine. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. like you said, we, mu- you and I both, we muscled through it, right? Yeah. We made yeah. it happen in the masculine energy. Yeah. We were successful financially for a while. Right. But you said it perfectly. That's not a sustainable way for us to live long term. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, so you started this this um, Facebook page called Building a Sustainable Business Lifestyle. And, yes. And, and, and we talked about, you know, you've had so many realizations about, about the health aspect and whatnot. And we're definitely going to have Rachel um, come back on the show um, in, in spring and, uh, talk a little bit more about that and just kind of, you know, a little bit more health focused, but, um, I just want to just touch on, on, on that as kind of like a lasting bit for the segment, um, or for this podcast. Uh, but tell us a little bit about your Facebook page and, you know, what your purpose is with that and what you're trying to do and what you've done and what, uh, what your goal is with that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, over the years and over the course of all of the businesses that I've had, um, I've been an educator, I've been a trainer, I've been a public speaker. Um, and I feel like I'm being called right now to take all the sum, the sum of all of my experiences and help other women build their businesses um, in a sustainable manner and guide them along through that process. Help them understand earlier in the process that you can design your business. If you can close your eyes and dream what your perfect business can look like, that's totally possible. If you say, I want to have ice cream every Friday at three o'clock, and that's part of our business practices for all of the employees, then you build that in, right? Whatever it is that you want. Um, I stopped wearing suits years ago. I started wearing jeans to business meetings. And I kind of just said, if if someone doesn't want to do business with me because I'm wearing jeans, that's not a client we want. Right. Right. So I, I really just want to, I feel, I feel called to work with women entrepreneurs who um, maybe have already experienced some level of financial success, but they just wake up and they're not fulfilled or they feel like there's gotta be more to it than this. Mm -hmm. And I I want to help them build that sustainable business model and lifestyle. That's really great. Yes. Yes. So, so then you do consulting. And so, um, that's something yes. that women can reach out to you and say, Hey, I've started this business. I'd really like your advice. This is what, where I'm at. This is where I'm trying to go. And that's something that they can uh, email or call you and you can um, uh, work with them on a consulting basis. Yeah, I, I do work with them on, on, as a consultant. Um, I also have a course um, that I've put together this year that has, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an eight week course. It has six modules, but it's eight weeks because a couple of them are, are a couple weeks for integration. Um, but it's a, it's a transformational thing. It's kind of like a pivot in your life where you take the six weeks or eight weeks and you go through the course. And um, at the end of that, your life will never be the same, right? Your business strategy, mm-hmm. the way you approach business would mm-hmm. never be the same. So I have that. I'm running the Facebook group that I would like to invite anyone to join if this resonates with you, if this is you. 
Um, and you, and if you, if you've heard what we're talking about today and you say, you know, I could, I could definitely, um, want to know more about how to do this, jump into the Facebook group because it's, it's not just a support group. There's actually, there's units and learning and some stuff, um, webinars and stuff going on there too. And then also Arzo, I'm available for speaking engagements. Um, I would love to, you know, get on a stage and, and help empower women to, um, make the decision to pivot. That's we good. That's excellent. No, I, I love all those things. And let me just ask you about your, um, about your, uh, course series. So are they, are the modules there? What, like one or two hours each module? Yes, correct. Um, the ladies who sign up for the course, we just ask that you are able, when you sign up for the course, that you're able to dedicate one to two hours per week to going Mm -hmm. through those modules Mm -hmm. and then probably another hour or so to do some of the work. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one of the things in the course. Um, so each week there's a, there's a, a big week by week. So you don't have to go through the whole six weeks to feel like, wow, this is powerful. Um, Mm -hmm. In week one, one of the things that helped me um, get out from under this, I was in stress brain and overwhelm. And when you're in stress brain and overwhelm, it stifles your body's um, ability to be creative, to come up with solutions, to get yourself out of the stress and overwhelm. It's like Mm -hmm. a trap, right? Right. And so in week one of the course, we talk about stress and overwhelm and stress brain. And what we do is that we we go through the modules about one to two hours. And then when you fill out for your homework, you fill out a a questionnaire. It has three questions on it, asking you about the biggest obstacles that you are going to experience in the next three months if you're with your business Mm -hmm. and um, and your goal and your three three biggest goals. And then what we do is we write up a 12 to to 17 minute uh, meditation that's personal to you in the course mm-hmm. and then record it as a brain training audio and deliver mm-hmm. it back to you within a couple mm-hmm. of days and ask that you listen to that in the first 20 minutes of your day each day for 21 days. Because when you, when you, when your brain hears something repeatedly, it believes it. And what you're doing is you're, we, you're putting a new, a new neural pathway into your brain. You're creating that by listening to this custom audio. So that's going to help you get out of stress brain and get out of overwhelm so that you can see clearly to move on to the next, you know, phases of the course. So uh, a lot of good stuff there. I love that. That sounds really great. Can I ask what, what the cost of the modules are? And you have to get all six, I think you said it's six different modules. Uh, yeah. The, the course as a whole has um, six modules. It's a six week program though. Um, and um and so once you go through it and then you graduate from the course, then, um, you know, you've got all of these tools that you would have lifetime access to mm-hmm. as well. So it's a, um, it's, it's a big program. It's, it's a lot of experience packed into <laughs> just packed a into few six weeks. modules. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, that's really great. And, and, um, um, I think this is a good place to just kind of wrap up, um, uh, please share with everybody what your um, social media handles and pages and everything like that are and where people can reach you um, if they are interested in connecting with you again and learning more about your um, program uh, because um, obviously you have a lot of experience and um, I think that a lot of uh, business owners, you know, be it female or male can, can really truly gain uh, some, some positive insights from you. Oh, uh, great. Yeah. Thank you, Arzo. Um, my, I'm on Twitter. Um, my handle is, is at Rachel C. Yakely, Y-E-A-K-L-E-Y. Um, I hang out on Twitter for a lot for fun. Um, my business page though on Facebook is, um, 
it's facebook.com forward slash Rachel Coger Yakely, R-A-C-H-E-L-C-O-G-A-R-Y-E-A-K-L-E-Y. And on that Facebook page, I think there's a link there where you can join the group. If the group is of interest to you, um, you can go request to be a member there. So that's, that's how to reach me. And I um, thank you, Arzo. I, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to share the story and um, hopefully inspire other women to, you know, look at their business and, and decide how they want it to look on their terms. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to, to be with us today. I learned a lot. You inspired me and I'd love to, for us to just kind of continue chatting um, after this. Um, but, but you definitely have a lot of great insights and I hope people take you up on uh, what you have to offer. So thank you so much, Rachel. Very good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh, thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in again. Uh, make sure to please continue to uh, follow us on our on all of our social media. Uh, you can find us at The Sexy Boss Babe. And you can also find us on our website, www.sexybossbabe.com. And as always, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Until next time. Contest time. Thanks for sticking around, guys. This is the first official Sexy Boss Babe contest. The winner will get a free pack of quick nails. And these are the contest rules. Uh, visit our Instagram page at the Sexy Boss Babe and enter a comment about today's podcast. A question or a comment, something really insightful. And the winner will be the person that is most interesting or insightful with their feedback. And Rachel and I will select the winner. Also, make sure to tag two friends. You and both your friends have to follow us as well. And we'll double check. And if that happens, you will be the winner. Good luck, everyone. And we'll, oh, and we'll announce the winner by this Friday on our Instagram feed. So stay tuned. Thanks.